Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Hootin' and Hollerin'. Uh, it's me, Matt Mitchell. Uh, I got a real treat for you on today's episode. Probably the most popular local weatherman in the country. Uh, definitely the most memed weatherman in the country. I'm probably responsible for at least a quarter, maybe half of those memes too. James Spann, the meteorologist for Birmingham's ABC 3340, but he's known well outside of central Alabama. People know about him all over the place. He's a popular guy. Uh, He's coming on the show today to tell us what he's been hooting and hollering about, and I'm pretty fired up to find out what James Spann, you know, a little bit about what he's hooting about, but I really want to know what this man is hollering about, because he seems like he's in a good good mood most of the time. Um, There are moments where he can get a little frustrated. We'll talk about that. Uh, You can find him, if you are not already following James Spann, you can find him all over social media. You name the platform, that man is there. He uh, is probably already received some of your sunset pictures. For some reason, a lot of people in Alabama, if they see a pretty sunset, the first thing on their mind is, I got to take a picture of this and send it to James Spann. And and somebody listening to me right now is, is guilty of that exact thing. And that's, hey, there's no shame in that. I like looking at those pictures too. You can find them on Twitter though, Facebook, Instagram. It's usually SpanWX on most accounts. Uh, you also can read his blog. It's alabamaweather.com. That's alabamawx.com. I think that's some kind of fancy abbreviation for weather. That's a science thing, so I'm, I'm never really going to understand it. That's where you can read some of his weather updates there. Uh, also, uh, links to his podcast there as well. Also, uh, going to talk about his new book that comes out in April. Uh, it's about the or tornado outbreak that we suffered here in Alabama. Uh, and most of the South has suffered there April 27th, 2011. The name of the book, the working title right now at least, is All You Can Do Is Pray For Those People. Uh, he'll talk a little bit about that and everything else that's going on in his world. So let's get to hooting and hollering with James Spann. All right, uh, Mr. James Spann, Spann the Man, thank you so much for uh, coming on. It is an honor. I mean, it's a real honor to be here. I, I'm not honored that often, but this is an honor, Matt. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I really appreciate uh, you doing this. Uh, I got a lot of questions for you. I hope, hopefully we all find out what you're hooting and hollering about. I'm, I'm very excited to find out what James Spann is hollering about today. <laughs> you know, I, that's, it just depends on the day. You know, on this particular day, I've always got something I can hoot and holler about. So, yeah. I understand. Um, I've got I've got some questions though, first that I'm just dying to know. Uh, the first being, when in the world do you sleep? Because when I, especially during like tornado season, spring tornado season, I'll I'll be you know we'll be up watching you at one a.m. Uh, and then I'll get up at seven or something and I'll open up Twitter and you're you're out there retweeting sunset pictures or sunrise <laughs> pictures. I'm like, when did did he even sleep last night? I slept once in 1973 before you were born. Uh, no, I, I, for some reason, my job is morphed into a 24 seven deal where you just don't sleep. Literally. That was the last time I think I really got consistent sleep, like, you know, seven or eight hours a night. I was in high school and, um, I started working for a little radio station, uh, and it involved getting up at 4 a.m., before school and then staying late until midnight after school. And so 
you just learn to live with it. Uh, I, and I'm a nap guy, but on a normal day for me, uh, I get up at 4.30 and I go to bed at 1. And that's not really good. No. I tell people all the time, I'm only 29 years old. This is what you look like when you never sleep. <laughs> but to do this job right, you have to be there for people. You, you can't be there at, at, at my convenience. I have to be there for their convenience. So people need information at you know 5 a.m. when they're getting ready to go to work. They need it late at night. And especially during severe weather, you just don't sleep at all. So it's something you just learn to deal with. It's not healthy, and I would not recommend it for anybody. But I'm a nap guy. I, I survive with little naps. I, I could literally take a two-minute nap in this chair. I'm up, and I'm good to go. Yeah. So Those little naps, power naps, that's the key, yeah. I mean, do you drink a lot of coffee? Not really. Uh, I do in the morning because typically my and in the morning during normal times, I'm home. I do a morning shift at my house. And so my wife makes the coffee. It just kind of comes on and it's there. But other than that, no, I, I'm addicted to uh, diet Pepsi and Coke Zero, uh, which is not good. That's another good. It's not good for you. But uh, I live off Coke Zeros and diet Pepsis. That, uh well, I, you say that as I'm drinking a Coke Zero, and I probably got about five hours of sleep last night, so it's a little bit better, but it's still not still not great. And a lot of people don't know you. I mean, you do. You're on ABC 3340 doing the weather, but then you've got the radio stuff too. Yeah, you know, it's it's just a, you know, people think I work like eight minutes a day. You know, oh, this guy's on TV for two minutes, you know, four times a day. What a great job. And he's paid to be wrong half the time. You know, <laughs> the same stuff, you know, every, but the truth is that TV part of it is just a tiny, tiny part of what we do in a normal day. I do the weather on 24 radio stations and man, I look good on a radio. That's one thing <laughs> about that. Although almost every radio station now has cameras. So even that's going away, but I do the, uh, you know, weather on the radio, we maintain Alabama WX.com, which is our blog, right? We do encourage people to read the blog because you can actually get good information. I've there. heard you say that a time or two. Yeah. Read the blog on my tombstone. That's going to be one of the hashtags is read the blog, but we produce the, you know, I have to produce the video that goes with that. And, uh, I'm on TV in the morning. I do a hit on our morning show on 3340. And then I've got the TV shift at night and I speak in schools every day. And even during these weird times, I do it virtually using zoom, but during normal times I'd be on the road, which is a joy. That is the best part of the day. I am out in the country, baby. I'm on the roads, less traveled. I'm at the, you know, at the meet and three in, in duck Springs, you know, that that's the joy and I miss that. And at some point it's going to come back. But the, the odd thing, Matt, I love what I do. I will never gripe about no sleep and bad hours because I love what I do. They're paying me to talk about weather. How cool is that? Yeah. So, I think I, everybody should love their job. I love I, my job. It helps. Uh, th that was a, that was another question is that since you're doing this, uh, a lot of these school events like virtual now, are you still getting any cakes? No, not one. I have not had a cake since late or maybe mid-March of last year. So it's a drought, a cake drought. And, and, and even if I were getting cakes, uh, I'm working from home. Uh, I'm doing the, the weather at the home studio and not on television. I, I have not been at the station since uh, sometime back in November. Um, and when that's all you know, eased, I, I don't know. So even if I got cakes, it'd just be here at the house. Uh, how many of uh, when you would get those cakes? 
how often would you get a piece? Because I know you were taking it back to the studio and, and, and you were being a nice guy and sharing it with everybody there. Did you ever? Oh, goodness. Man. If, if, I, if I had the, had a piece or two of those cakes, I'd weigh 10,000 pounds here. You, I mean, You'd get a show it, on it, TLC. That'd be for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. My, the 1,200-pound weatherman. Um, I'd watch now, that. It's like when you get old, your metabolism doesn't work that well, and it's just it's hard losing weight. So I, uh-uh. I, I would take those cakes, take them in the break room, and – Happy birthday. It's all yours. <laughs> That's a perk of working there. You get cake just about every day when we're back to normal. Yeah. You know, and, and, and it more, when it started with t-shirts, uh, back when I worked at uh, 13 years and this was back in the late seventies, it was a t-shirt thing. Every school would give me a t-shirt. We'd hold it up on television and somehow it morphed into cakes somewhere in the, in the eighties, early nineties. I don't exactly know what triggered that, but, uh, and I, and, and people say, do you demand a cake when you go to a school? No, I don't demand a cake. I mean, I, I'm just glad to be there, but, uh, <laughs> some of these, some of these schools, I mean, some of these cakes we get there, they're a masterpiece. You don't want to touch these things. I mean, it's like a work of art. Um, so, you know, it's just, it is what it is, but no, no cakes since uh, last year, which is just downright. We, we are in the weirdest times right now. But at the same time, we just have to make the best of a bad situation and move on. So that's what we do. Uh, one thing I got that just now is that apparently schools think that maybe demanding cake uh, for payment is, is an option. I did not know that was a thing. So I'm going to try that next time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, don't want money. I just want cake. Yeah. In fact, you know, the, the ethics people said, you know, you have to report these uh, cakes uh, as an ethical uh, blah, 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 blah. I said, come on, man. Uh, you know, uh, I think the rule is 25 bucks. I guess it varies from company to company. But if you if you receive something $25 or greater in value, you have to go report it to the IRS or something or to the station. So they I, I, I don't know. But I, I just, no, I, I think most cakes I receive are priceless, but they're not $25 cakes. Uh, wow. Yeah. That, uh, I don't know what to think about that. It's just, there should be, there should be legislation that exempts cakes from any type of reporting. I mean, that, what kind of society are we? If we can't that would be my platform right there when I <laughs> run for, I have no other whatever. agenda. Yeah. None whatsoever. <laughs> but just <laughs> yeah. yeah. Could the cake exemption, uh, the, no, uh, I, I, I do miss being in a school. Let me tell you what, man, I, I'm not that good with adults. I mean, I'm really not. I, I'm not that good. I, I'm not. You, you know, you're funny. I know funny. You're funny. I'm not funny. I'm not that good. But kids, you give me a bunch of third graders in a gym, I will light them up like a Christmas tree. They think I'm funny at that age. I mean, we have a deep level of communication. In fact, if I wasn't doing weather on television, I'd be a third grade science teacher. That's my dream job if I was not doing this. So I, I miss getting them in a gym. You got that BO smell in there. You know, you got all the kids in there and you got the lights go down and you got the big screen going and it's, it's great. It's just uh, best part of my day. And again, it's okay when you're on the computer, but it's not, you know, it'll never be the same as being it's not in that the same. Gym you can't smell room. that BO from home. The, that third. Now, grade. If you're in the lunchroom early in the day, you got the fish stick smell going on, you know, I mean, uh, it's so you, you're either in the lunchroom or the gym and that's just part of the experience, you know? Oh man, I just got to, I just got to whiff those fish sticks. When you said that it's uh that scars you right there. Those lunchroom fish sticks. 
And by, and by the way, you know, the, the one thing I always do, I go love on the lunchroom ladies that the first thing I will do when I go into a school, cause they make the world go around. They oh, are yeah. the absolute greatest and they will tell you things. Um, in fact, there's one food we always avoid in school lunchrooms one, and you might know what it is. One food you always avoid in school lunchrooms, chicken fajitas. We have learned that that is the lowest grade of chicken meat they send down. And uh, it's basically kind of off the processing room floor. So right. uh, we, we teach our kids, uh, if you ever see chicken fajitas in a school lunchroom, you do two things immediately. First off, run and then call 911 <laughs> and maybe scream while you're running. Uh, but, but no, the, the lunchroom ladies are awesome. So do you and, eat uh, in the school sometimes too? Oh yeah. Goodness. If I have time, I'll go in the lunchroom and hang out with the kids. I mean, it's, it is an amazing experience. What's the best, uh, lunchroom meal you've ever had at a school? What school was it? Uh, it had to one school in Randolph County served up some meatloaf and it would make you want to slap your mama. <laughs> it was good. Oh man. Uh, I, uh, I want to say it was maybe in Wadawi. I can't, so this is probably 25 years ago, but I'll never right. forget that. You, you get a good slice of meatloaf is you, if you do it right, mm -hmm. it's good. I mean, it's really good. And I do miss the rolls. You know, they can't and understand they've got federal nutrition guidelines. There's only so much they can do. Right. When I was a kid, you know, back in the 1800s, I mean, goodness, the, the, fried food and the rolls, the bread they'd serve it in those lunch rooms. Woo. It was outstanding. Uh, but again, they, these, these lunchroom folks, they, they do great work. I'd, I'd love to encourage them. They, they, they know those kids, they love those kids and they know more about them than anybody else. Cause they've got them the whole time during their school career. So, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I miss all that. It's just it, it, that middle of the day school visit thing. And there'll be some days I'll drive three hours. Uh, to a school and three hours back. There are no more boundaries anymore. Back in the old days, we were kind of confined to your television market where people could see you. But now in the digital world, it, there's no boundaries. I mean, I've done schools in Nashville, Atlanta, Columbus, Mississippi. I get requests from Mobile. And, and again, I, I can only go so far because I've got to be back by two o'clock to work the TV shift. But I, I just love traveling the, the roads. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't like driving the interstate because all you see on the interstate is interstate and to be successful in communicating severe weather, you have to understand the geography. You have to understand the territory. You have to understand the landmarks and the culture. Stop at a dollar general. You ever stopped at a dollar general map? More I mean, times than I can count. I worked at a dollar general one time. That was, that was a job I had during college. That was, uh, don't want to relive I, I, that. I, I tell yeah. people, you know, some of these big TV companies, they want to do this market research and spend $100,000. No, go down to the Dollar General. Follow me. It won't cost you anything. And they will tell you things. These are real people that live in real places that, that are your consumers and our viewers. And I love to stop at a random Dollar General and just walk in and talk with people. It's amazing what you learn in there. So that, that's my place of market research. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. You can tell a lot about a town from its Dollar General, or it's just Dollar Generals, because there is no town in Alabama that has just one. Um, that's true. And, and I think what's happened in the weather enterprise, and I'd say this a lot, I speak in all these weather conferences. I think we have, we've gotten away from the people that we serve. We, we go to these big weather conferences back when we did conferences, and now they're virtual, but we'd sit around these you know nice mahogany tables and a bunch of pinheads, and we decide what's best for us. No. 
You've got to decide what's best for the people that we serve, and you're totally disconnected with them. So here's an idea. Go down to the Walmart and talk with people or the Dollar General. And again, I just love to stay connected with people because if you do that, it helps in the communication process Right. when it comes to tornadoes flying around here. I was, I was talking about going around and, and, and learning the geography of a place, going to these different schools. Uh, that's one of the things that's amazing is watching you. Uh, it's like you, as far as knowledge of geography, you are somewhere very close to Google Maps. Uh, <laughs> and your ability to just call out landmarks on the map, uh, you're calling out places that I'm, I'm, I know that locals don't even know about, uh, which is amazing. Is there a particular landmark that you love referencing I can think of one that when you mention the internet goes wild. Uh, it's right here on the Walker Jefferson line, a little place called Wesley's. Um, yeah. That, 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 and you know, when I did that, I didn't even think about it. I, oh I mean, yeah. It, it just rolled. Everybody that lives in Bagley or corner or Dora or say they know where that is. And it's like, you don't even have to, I, I didn't even flinch thinking about it. Then later, you know, I started seeing the social media traffic. Hey, man, that guy just called out a strip joint. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, but for those and, of us that and, live and, there, and, 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 I, and I said, and I said, the sportsman, the same event. I, the, yeah. I, I used the the sportsman and Wesley's booby trap, and, and and a guy that I know used to go to the sportsman when he was in high school, and they'd sell beer to high school kids back in the back door. That's how I knew about the sportsman. But I, again, when, when I, when it was open, I'd stop and I, I forgot it was closed. Um, but uh, no, in like landowners in some parts of the state, if you call out Jim Bird's place, mm -hmm. you ever been to Jim Bird's place, Matt? I, I have not, but that's you not have, my neck of the woods. You ever been to Forkland or uh, uh, Demopolis? And if I say Jim Bird's place, everybody, they know where that is. Right. Uh, and, and ultimately it's the barbecue joints and you know that I mean, oh, yeah. everybody knows where the barbecue joints are. I mean, and, and I probably should have said the green top to be formal when I was talking about Wesley's and the sportsman, cause green tops just up the hill. Right. But the truth is we know where that thing was and it was closer to Wesley's and the sportsman. I was trying to be specific, but barbecue joints are an amazing call out. You ever been to Billingsley, Matt? Uh, I think I have. Me and you, me and you need to take, we a need to go trip. on a road trip. We for... need, cause you, you're a writer. You, you are creative. I'm not, I'm, I'm a numbers guy. I, I'm not a good writer. I'm not funny, but you come with me. I'll show you some things. I mean, you can show me some things in Walker County, but I'll show you some things in the rest of the state. Uh, but Billingsley, it's, it's a little community in Otauga County, which is North of Montgomery. And uh, it's kind of between, Clanton, Selma, Montgomery, out in the middle of nowhere. So let's say we got a tornado coming up on Billingsley. So if you read the, the, you know, what the weather service puts out, there's a tornado indicated on radar, 22 miles Southwest of Clanton. Who knows what that means? Right. I mean, e e even me, I, I would have to get out a map and do some calculations, but if you say that thing's near Jim's pit barbecue, everybody knows where that is. So barbecue joints are just a, an amazing place. Blunt Springs. You know, you got a tornado that's crossed I-65. It's moving northeast. What are you going to call out? You call out the top hat. Call top hat, absolutely. Well, that's the you, only you, thing you, in Blunt Springs. So, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's all you get. Uh, yeah, so, the old you, know, Stuckies. you you just... <laughs> yeah, in fact, I used to use the Stuckies up there at the Lake on Hill at the foot of I-65 coming 
from Coleman down into Morgan County uh, yep. up there. But and that's bar- the only issue I have, Matt, I'm so old. Sometimes it's hard for me to keep track in my brain what is still open and what's closed. Like the sportsman, I just that's- called that thing out on spur of the moment. And I just forgot that it was closed. Yeah, so. that's that was one that I was thinking of when we had the Easter tornado that it knocked it out. That was uh, sportsman's. And I was like, I don't think anybody under the age of 30 is going to get that reference. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and again, you know, my, 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 the whole point of me, it's to mitigate loss, loss of life right. during severe weather. And here's the thing we've learned, Matt. I mean, my, my first major in college was electrical engineering. And then I finished in meteorology. I don't know anything about being some TV man or radio guy or podcast guy or communication. I don't. And, and what we've learned, and this is especially true after 10 years ago, April 27, 2011, what we do is not enough. We do physical science. We detect tornadoes and warn people and do the weather. But you know what? We don't know anything about social science and human behavior other than my hanging out in the Dollar General, which I think is important. But what happened on April 27, 252 people died in one day from tornadoes. Absolute horrifying a horrible day. And these were precious people that died that day. Uh, I've tried to memorize every name and I'm getting close. Uh, and I, maybe I'll be able to do that by the 10th anniversary, but the warnings, Matt, were so good on that day. In some cases you had 45 minutes to go to a safe place, 45 minutes. And yet all these people died. I thought the death toll that day should have been about 30. 30 people heard the warning. They did the right thing. It was just their day. Right. But 222 people ought to be with us on this show today. And so I didn't talk about it for six months. Didn't want to. Didn't know what to say. It's like Forrest Gump. That's all I got to say about that. But after six months, I went to some social science friends and said, help. What happened? And man, we've learned a lot from them. So what we have to do is integrate social science into physical science for us to be better. Uh, and, and that's where we're going with that. Yeah. Yeah. That, that um, talking about the severe weather, that was, that was one more thing I wanted to talk about before we got into hooting and hollering uh, was uh, you know, you, when the severe weather comes on uh, regardless of the time of day and you've got to break in to the, the broadcast to deliver those updates and, and show the map and kind of talk about what's going on. It, it never fails, especially when it's prime time. There's whatever broadcast you've interrupted. Uh, those some of those people that were watching that show get really upset and start sending you. They tweet at you. They send emails. They just go nuts. Uh, Haters gonna hate, man. I know, you know that. I know it's very frustrating for you, but I I have to admit it's a little <laughs> entertaining for me and other people probably too, just to see you go off on them. Like, I don't understand how you could be watching like what on TV was so important that you're just like, oh, a tornado's headed right for my house. Uh, you know what? I'd much rather watch The Bachelorette. Well, well, here's the thing. Here's the other thing. You you can see this on your phone, on, on a tablet. You know, you can see these shows in multiple different ways now. Right. This is not, not 1981. 30, 30, right. Right. It, but I remember one day, Matt, we, we cut off a basketball game on Christmas Day. Okay. <laughs> this was in 2015. Right. Joy to the world. Peace on earth. Goodwill toward men, oh, little town of Bethlehem, December 25th, 2015. We had a tornado that was cutting up through the southwestern part of Birmingham, midfield in southwest Birmingham. That thing could have killed a lot of people. That is a very densely populated 
part of the city. And we had to cut off maybe 45 minutes of a basketball game. This was an NBA basketball game. It was Cleveland and Golden State. Uh, the first email I got, what do you think it said? It said. Probably not Merry Christmas. No, no, it wasn't, you know, happy holidays. It said you should have been aborted by a coat hanger. Oh, my gosh. Uh, this is the world I live in. And so and I tell people all the time, you can't hurt my feelings. I have no feelings left to hurt. In fact, we, we had a busted snow forecast. The, the, the biggest hate stuff comes in from either cutting off, you know, program, like you say. Right. Or a busted snow forecast. And every snow forecast will bust because some people get snow some people don't even if you're right you're going to have a bust there's no way to win in a snow forecast and again let me just say we're not that good at it i'll be the first to tell you matt we're not that good at it anyway because we don't have a lot of analogs and experience here but the, the, i turned one of the the busted snow forecast into a mean tweet segment it was awesome yeah that, that was that was some of the best entertainment i've put out in a long time <laughs> so so it's like I, I wanted to i wanted to thank these people for for sending this material in number one you didn't hurt my feelings because again i got nothing left to hurt and this is funny uh so you know but that, that's part of what we do I, and i will say uh, for, for the younger women it's hard uh the, the the younger women their attacks are more they're brutal just brutal on the way they look and they get a lot of just vulgar vulgar comments from people and it's awfully hard and, and for a you know, 29, 30, 31 year old young woman. It, it's just bewildering, right. you know, they're coming out of, you know, a college experience where you've got good friends and you got your family and everything's kind of great. And all of a sudden you're exposed to the world and, but, but they learn quick. And, and, and I think the, the, the good example of that about learning how to deal with it is Ginger Z. I don't, I don't know if you know, Ginger, she works for, ABC News. She's the chief meteorologist for ABC News in New York, and she's on Good Morning America every day on yeah. ABC. And she comes on World News Tonight. Uh, I'm watching her and I'm learning from her. Her, her attacks are brutal, just brutal. Uh, but I'm watching to see how she responds and she's got it figured out. Uh, you have to have a combination of sass and grace when you're dealing with people in the, the problem we all have, it, it tends to be more sass. The, the human thing you want to do is just lash back at these people. But sometimes you just have to understand they're probably going through one of the worst days of their life or there's horrible circumstances in their life. And really that lashing out at you is not necessarily lashing out at you. And I watch Ginger's response to the haters and she's good at it. And I, I, I watch her because she's intern with us uh, back in 2000. She's one of our creations and, I am so proud of her. She has really done a great job learning how to deal with this, these boneheads. Yeah. Is there a, is there a particular show that you're, you're watching this? And you're like, all right, we're, we've got a, we've got a possible tornado. We've got to break in. Is there a certain show that you're like, Oh, this one, this I'm going to get the tweets yeah, for this one. Dancing with the stars. It's, <laughs> it's, it, it, Which fans are the most it, brutal and it's dancing it, with the stars. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like, so, so, you know, whatever night it's on and let me just say this, I don't even watch television. I am so busy, but I am cognizant of what's on TV on my channel during a tornado outbreak, because I need to know what I'm cutting off to know what's coming. But if you've got a, a severe weather set up on a night with dancing with the stars, it's just like a bar for Rama. Oh, please, please. Nothing. You just, 
please I don't issue a tornado warning. I can't imagine somebody getting upset that how dare you tell me about this tornado. I really wanted to see Cheech Marion do the tango. <laughs> why, and, why, why would you so, deprive me of that joy? Um, and, you know, the, the, the other problem, it's uh, oddly enough, golf. Uh, and really, our station now does not do that much. We, we've not done golf on ABC in a long time. Right. And obviously, football is problematic, as you can imagine. But uh, I think more and more people are starting to become a little aware of the different ways of watching these football games. We're an ABC channel, which means it's on the ESPN app. Everything that's on our channel, go to the ESPN yeah. app. If it's sports, it's there. Right. Uh, you, if you've got a Roku, you know, a Fire Stick, a Chromecast, an Apple TV, any of that stuff, most people have that. Just watch it there. You're good. Enter in your, you know, cable or satellite information and you're good to go. And I think most people are, understand that now or watch it on your phone or whatever. So slowly but surely as technology continues to improve and people understand it, th this cutting off the program stuff will go away. The snow bus, that's always going to be there. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to continue and, and, to send and, you very hateful emails when I don't get uh, the half inch you, of snow you, that I prepped you, for. You know what's happening now, right now, the seventh anniversary of Snowmageddon. Oh my gosh. Uh, that, that was still got PTSD from that. No, my eye starts twitching. I mean, my, my eyeballs will literally start spinning around when you mention that. And here's what happened. The weather forecast wasn't that bad. What we did, we blew the impact. I mean, we blew it because I went on TV the night before and said with a straight face, we don't expect any travel issues in Birmingham. The better chance of that's going to be over the southern half of the state. Uh, in Birmingham, light snow, absolutely, yes. And that's what we got. That was only two inches of snow. That's You, know, you go to Detroit, Buffalo, they'll laugh at you. I mean, they oh, will yeah. not only laugh, they will point at you while they're laughing and rolling on the floor. And, uh, you know, typically with two inches of snow here, I think we have more wrecks with one inch of rain in Birmingham. But here's what happened, and this is what we didn't understand. And by the way, all that matters is the impact. It doesn't matter if you get one inch of snow or five inches. All that matters, it's the impact on people. And so what happened, it snowed a little bit and the ground was warm because we had a mild spell before that, which we typically do, and the snow melted. But it was 18 degrees Fahrenheit. And immediately the snow melt turned to ice. We had a flash freeze. And I mean, I have zero experience with that. And I've been doing this for over 40 years. Yeah. And before you know it, the roads were a solid sheet of ice. It had the impact of a crippling ice storm. And we missed that. We didn't understand the ice accretion process on roads with temperatures at 18. And since I've been doing this, that's the only time we've had accumulating snow with temperatures that low. So now we know uh, because typically Next time when it happens snows here, 30 years from now. Yeah. 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 You know, I, I'm going to save all the material and hand it down. But typically when it snows here, it's 30 to 40 degrees. Right. And it's just a whole different. So, so we have learned when it snows and you're in the teens, uh, and the ground is warm, flash freeze is in play. And that's the same as a crippling ice storm in terms of travel impacts. So we've just got to be better at that. And, and I'll be honest with you. And who are we to even be forecasting road conditions? That You don't learn that in college? I mean, I'm not a highway engineer. We, well, who we am are I gonna, trained. Who, who me to rely on Aldot? Because that's not going to happen. <laughs> well, that, uh, that, that's another topic for another day. <laughs> but so we're trained to deal with what happens in the atmosphere, not we don't know anything about that. So I'm not even sure we need to be saying anything about that, but people demand that. And 
so again, we went back to the social people and they've helped us out with that as well. We, we, I think we're going to be better equipped next time we have a winter weather event. I think the crazy thing is that, you know, for here, when that happened, I was working in Jasper and I lived east of Jasper. So the way the storm was coming in, we were hearing about what was happening as it crossed over the Mississippi line into Alabama. And I got out of there. I went home and it started to hit me as I was going home. I slid a little, little bit, but I made it home. I mean, I remember hitting a point where I was like, if I go into a ditch here, at least like a walk from home here. Like, I remember I was yeah. about a few miles away. What I don't understand is that Atlanta saw this storm come through Alabama and what it was doing to us, and it still sucker punched them. I'm like, come on, y'all. Y'all knew this it's, was coming. You watched it happen <laughs> to us. I encourage my friends in Georgia, just kind of keep an eye on what's going on over here. It'll happen it to you next. You story, that's right. But, you know, I was going to a school that day. I, I, I'll never forget. I was going to Northside Middle School, which is in Samantha, Alabama, which is north of Tuscaloosa, up there near the Fayette County line. I was just trucking along, going to speak to the middle school kids. And I stopped at the rest stop uh, near the Mercedes plant. And again, I was very aware that, you know, snow is falling and people get weirded out. So I just had to look at everything. And uh, again, you get on the tweeter and you'll know what's going on real quick. And so... Yeah one glance and all these pictures of wrecks were coming in from Tuscaloosa and North, but I'm thinking, what is this? And then I looked at, you know, the other platforms and there were more and more. And I knew, uh Oh, something has gone really wrong. I don't exactly know what it is, but I know one thing I've got to get back. So I called the school and I said, listen, I got to turn around. I'm sorry. And by the time I got back to Hoover, I got off on highway 150 off 459. And man, I was doing that fishtail thing. I'm thinking, Oh, and I finally ditched the car at River Chase Parkway in 31. And our TV station's on the other end of River Chase Parkway. So I just walked a mile. Right. You know, some people walk 10 miles or, or more. Uh, but goodness, the things going through my brain during that one-mile hike, I was trying to figure out what has gone wrong with this. Uh, but yeah, that now you got my eyeball twitching here. So this <laughs> is not good. You, you brought you it up, not me. Stage. Yeah, I, I brought you're, you're you. right. Every year, every year in late January, this just, it just comes back. It, it will haunt me until the day I die, but that's okay. That's part of my job. That's, that's part fine. of what it's, happens. I guess this is therapy. We'll count it. It, it. it is. It's like I'm sitting on the couch talking to my therapist here. <laughs> uh, so let's get into this. The name of the show, Hooting and Hollering. Uh, and, uh, you know, probably should start where you talk about something you're hollering about first, and then we end on a good note, but I don't want to do that. So we'll, we'll start with what you're hooting about. Uh, what what is something that uh, you're you're excited about? Which what's get you fired up right now? <laughs> I'm excited about going to the Piggly Wiggly Deli down here. You know, wor working from home. You ever been to the Piggly Wiggly Deli? You know, the hot bar. I didn't know specifically uh, which Piggly Wiggly you're talking about because I'm familiar with all of them. So which which hot gosh, bar is a good one here? See, see, I understand. I'm typically in a school lunchroom, which is yeah. I love the lunchroom, ladies. But since I've been working for home, I have discovered this at Piggly Wiggly. It's good. I mean, it is it is so good. It is so good. I get woozy thinking about it. I mean, oh, so th that's the immediate thing on my mind. But th the main thing I I I'm delighted, I'm, e I'm excited about is the things we've talked about. Uh, we've come a long way. And, and I'll just say, Matt, we're coming up on the 10th anniversary of this horrible tornado day in 2011. And here's what I'm really excited about is how much we have learned. Um, you know, in, in my business, as I get older, I understand how much we don't know. And so through working with social scientists, and taking what we do, which is physical science, and integrating the two, that's the most exciting thing to me. We will never be as...
poorly equipped as we were 10 years ago. And again, we, we didn't do anything wrong. I tell all the you know, younger people like Jason Simpson who worked with me that day, we don't, don't play mental gymnastics here about all these people dying on your watch. Don't do that. I mean, I, I'm guilty. I do it too, but let's roll up our sleeves and our fix it. So uh, Matt, I, I think that the most exciting thing for me is the fact going into work, the next time we have a tornado outbreak with so much more knowledge in terms of communicating risk, uncertainty, danger, what people need to be doing, that we're going to be so much better. And we will never, ever have to live with the day with the loss of life like that again, even if we have 62 tornadoes in one day. That will happen again, probably when I'm at Elmwood Cemetery. But even if we have a, a tornado day with just one, one tornado in the whole state, if that sucker comes down your street, that's your April 27th. And we're going to be so much better equipped to handle that in terms of the communication side and the technology side. We can see debris being lofted from yeah. the ground now with correlation coefficient. We didn't have this 10 years ago. So we've got better technology. We understand the communica communication process better. And we're just going to be a lot better at that. So and that's what's in my soul. It's it's you know, communicating severe weather information. So that's what I'm hooting about. And, and I want to thank these brilliant social scientists that have taken the time to work with us. us. We're numbers guys. I'm good with numbers. I love math. I'm not a writer. I'm not a communications guy, but they've worked with us to, to make us better. And I'm really excited about that. I don't want tornadoes, but they're going to happen. Yeah. I have no idea what this spring is going to be like, but there's reason to believe it might be pretty active. And so we're just going to be better equipped. And I do believe that you're going to have people that will live through these events that would not have lived through them 10 years ago. Right. And that's and a I, good thing. I think too, that was kind of a, I mean, from a, like a viewer's perspective, that seemed like it was a real big turning point for uh, a lot of people that uh, I guess had just been relying on one form of media for, you know, tornado uh, or severe weather outbreaks. And it was, you know, I need to get an app on my phone now that's going to alert me immediately if I'm out and about. Uh, I mean, I saw a lot of people that it kind of changed the way they were going to get this information. So, uh, yeah, it, it, we're, we're just going to be so much better. And people have heard this, and I've been, you know, telling people the siren problem. That, that's how most people died. They thought they were going to hear a siren inside their house, but they moved on to, to, you know, using their smartphones in a proper way. They're watching on their smartphones. They've got a good plan. They're wearing helmets. Oh, my heart is warm. You send me a picture of your family wearing helmets in a, in a safe place. Oh, that, that's most people lose their life from blunt force trauma wounds to the skull region and a bicycle helmet, a motorcycle helmet, a batting helmet, anything will save your life. And if you're lofted in a violent tornado, the shrapnel wounds, it's like somebody firing a shotgun at you at short range, but that helmet will keep you alive. And I, all these people send me these photographs and that's awesome. So I'm very excited about the progress we have made in the last 10 years as we approach this uh, pretty tough anniversary. It's going to be tough for a lot of us. You, you start to hear the stories and know these people that died and know their lives and their yeah. families. And it's going to be a tough day. But again, at the same time, I celebrate how that day has made us all better. Right. Is it still, are we still doing the lay down in the bathtub, put a mattress over you? Is that still a thing? Uh, it's a, yeah, if you got time to do that, but that's not that important. The most I mean, that was a thing, thing is, right? Or was that a Walker County yeah. thing that I picked up? No, 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 no. Okay. It was a thing. They were, and okay, that's okay, but the main thing we want you to do is get in the bathroom. I mean, we mainly want you to get in the bathroom on the lowest floor near the center, preferably with no windows, all that other stuff. That's, you know, not that important. The, the most important thing is the helmet. Um, that's the most important thing. And by the way, that's for everybody, not just for kids. Some people think, well, that's just for kids. No, 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 no. It's for old people like me. 
And I've said this before. I mean, it's not a good look for an old man putting a, a football helmet on <laughs> an old man. It, it's like, you know, lipstick on a hog. It, it just doesn't look good. But at the same time, that's going to keep you alive. Right. And, and we've also made pretty good progress, but we're not where we need to be in terms of people that live away from cities and manufactured housing. Now you go to the dollar general, they call them trailers. All right. And I, I like to use the language that locals use away from cities. Most people in Alabama live in trailers right. and we've made a lot of progress in community shelters, right. yeah. a lot of progress in education in terms of, you know, you just can't stay there. It's a great place to live, but during a tornado, it's like a car. You can't stay there, but all these shelters have opened up and, Again, we've just made a lot of progress in ten years. So all, this this is the hooting stuff. It's it's good stuff. Oh yeah. That's, well, let's 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 jump into the hollering stuff then. What all what right, what so is James it's, Bay hollering about right now? Social social media boneheads. <laughs> we can go for days about this. Oh, <laughs> let, let me let me say this. So Facebook, just that one platform, is a place of bile and weapons grade ignorance. Okay. And, and listen, I don't, I don't do politics. This will not be about politics, but I will say I will put and That's what I do. I post sunset pictures on my tombstone after the hashtag read the blog. It's going to say tweeter of sunsets. Okay. That, that's half of what I do. I mean, and I, and I'm honored. Everybody sends me these pictures. So let's see. I repost a beautiful, beautiful, gorgeous drop dead picture of a sunset uh, at Gulf shores or from Chiha state park or wherever. Within 10 minutes, these knuckleheads are fighting about Trump and Biden. Yep. Guys, what has this got to do with anything? This is a sunset. What's the matter with you people? And again, these are extremists. And we've become this nation of extremists that hate each other. It is nothing but absolute pure hate. And on one side, you've got the far right guys. And they're dropping these F-bombs and they're threatening people with violence. And you go to their Facebook page. What's all over them? What is smeared all over their Facebook profiles? Bible verses. Right. They're, they're the most ungodly people known to man. And then on the left, you, you get these people that you talk about, hate, pure, pure, vile hate things. I can't even repeat on this show. Uh, and, and if you look at their Facebook profile, it says they promote tolerance, love, and diversity. They're the most bigoted, hateful people on the planet. And again, these are extremists. And I'm afraid some of the people in the middle, and I think most of us are not even close to being extreme, but right. they get hung up in this mess. You, you probably don't remember this, Matt. When I was a kid in Birmingham on TV, they had pro wrestling. You ever been to a pro wrestling match? Uh, yes, I have. <laughs> uh, you're not a pro wrestler, are you? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, I have gotten in my share of fights uh, at uh, the Walmart on Black Friday, but that's that's about it. Yeah, it wasn't televised so, or anything. So, so this this was on Channel Forty Two uh, every Saturday night at ten thirty. Guy named Sterling Brewer was the host, and they've had all the big wrestlers, the Mighty Yankee and Tojo Yamamoto, and and, and what they do, they get the people watching it whipped into an absolute state of frenzy. You know, some siding with one wrestler, some siding with the other one, and they did that on purpose. And the object of that whole thing, and they, it was this was an ad. They bought the time from 42, and it was to get people to come down to Boutwell Auditorium on Monday night to watch these guys wrestle. And it's like this, that's where we are today. It's the same thing. It's this pro, for some reason, people are latching onto these extremists, and they just want to fight. And, you know, it, I guess it peaked last week, Matt, when I made the mistake. And I know it's not a mistake. 
I showed a picture of me getting the COVID-19 vaccine right. on Facebook. Did you see that one? I, uh, I saw your post, yeah. Oh. Uh, I read a f- like three comments, and I was like, I'm out. I can't stomach this. No, it, it, it got rough. I mean, it got real rough. And again, let me just, you know, I was accused of being a privileged guy and all this kind of stuff. I volunteered a hospital in a fairly high level capacity. And I'm in that hospital building at least three times a week around patients, their families, our employees, our clinicians, non-clinicians. And I work hard at that job. And the reason I got the vaccine was through that healthcare position, which is volunteer. Uh, but it, it got rough. And I did that just as encouragement. I didn't say you got to go get this. I just said, I believe it's safe and effective. And this is an encouragement to consider getting it. And, right. and that deteriorated into an absolute cesspool. And then the next morning, I posted a photograph of a cow with some frost on its back. We, we had a morning with freezing fog, which, which is, <laughs> uh, you know, temperature. It's fog that forms when temperatures are below freezing. It's not, it's not that unusual, but it right. creates this rime ice everywhere. It's, a, it's beautiful. If you don't have to drive in it, it's just gorgeous. That rime ice, the trees are white. You know, you go out and, and your shrubs, they've got this amazing, these ice formations on there. But anyway, some guy sent me a picture of his cows with some rime ice on their back. And it's the same. It deteriorated within minutes. They're fighting about Trump and Biden and, you know, threatening. And I don't care if they threaten me. That's fine. Again, like I said, you can't hurt my feelings. But don't threaten go the ahead. cow. Yes, yeah, right. <laughs> Leave the and, cow but, but, out of this. But these knuckleheads in the comment section, they'll start threatening each other. And I'm talking, you know, serious type threats that almost seem credible. Right. I know where you live. I've looked at your profile. I'm coming after you today and your family. And some of this stuff I have to turn into law enforcement. And I don't have time to be a stinking sheriff for the face bag. I mean, and with that, you know, Facebook page. I'm it. I don't have any people think I've got some big staff. There's no staff. You're looking at the staff, right? Nobody has permission to post anything on that page, but me. And that's it. And so I've got to be the guy that goes in there and tries to clean up this mess. And and I don't have time for that. You know, time is the most precious commodity in the world. We've all got 24 hours in a day and how you spend that determines who you are. And if I've got to spend an hour policing face bag comments, these threats and F-bombs and all this other stuff, I ain't got time for that. I need time for critical thinking to figure out what the weather's going to do tomorrow. And especially if we have active weather going on and, and, and out the snow forecast, Lord have mercy, Matt. We, we start having a chance of snow. They'll be fighting on there. I mean, vile, vulgar ugly, nasty, bad, bad, bad talking people. They need to wash your mouth out here. And, and I got to go in there and police that where I need every second to try and figure out what's going to do. So my, my, my holler, and it's this, these, these social media boneheads. Here's an idea. If you don't like what you see, unfollow that page or, you know, drop it. Just don't follow it. Whether it's Twitter, the gram, you know, TikTok, whatever. Just don't follow it anymore. Instead of having to come in there and be a negative Nelly or scroll past it. You know, if you don't have anything nice to say, then just don't say anything. And if you need to go fight somebody, here's an idea, go down to a gym and learn how to be a boxer and go fight and do it that way. So that's my biggest concern is that we, the nation has changed fundamentally. And I, again, I don't know why everybody's got a reason why, but we all need to take a volume sandwich right now. Everybody (laughs) just, just, just stop. And, you know, I, I don't understand that. And, and which, it's very frustrating. 
which meat and three on the road did you find the value sandwich <laughs> i have a few guesses but i'm not gonna i won't yeah. probably share them yeah no we, we we no 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 i don't think i've yeah now i'll <laughs> I, I will say there's some good meat and threes around here but i'm not gonna there there are that uh Gosh, there's some good meat and threes uh thank you uh, again for coming on uh where uh where can i because you know you're not just on tv you're you're every possible form of media you were now on you got a book out too so uh tell everybody where they can find all your stuff and and, and what yeah, all and you i mean the, i'm the worst guest to be on a show because i talk too much i feel horrible here no I, that's, I that makes you, you the best guest <laughs> i just stay no. back and sit back <laughs> and let you go um so uh there's a new book coming out on April 27th. Oh, okay. uh, it's going to be released uh, in April. Uh, it's going to, the, the title of the, the working title is all you can do is pray for these people, which is something I said on television during that event. And it's about some of the untold stories. Everybody knows about Tuscaloosa and the, the, a lot of stories were never told. And it's about the science of that day. The, the, what happened kind of behind the scenes that day. And a lot of stories about people some that live, some that did not. And uh, it's the most important thing I've ever done. So that'll be coming out in, uh, in April, spanbook.com. I love the selfish personal plug section of a podcast here. This is great. <laughs> uh, I'll never have a good TikTok account like you. You, sir, own TikTok. You are the king of TikTok. And it's a purely accidental. I shouldn't even be on there. I don't know what I'm you, doing. You, you rule TikTok. I mean, you need to be going following Matt Mitchell on these, on these platforms. Are he's you on TikTok yet? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, oh, you're I, on there now? I, I open up an account on everything. Everything. Oh, I know. You were the last person on Google Plus or whatever that was. Yeah, I was. I mean, it's like I, I'm... The, I, <laughs> Google I'm, had to write the, you a letter personally, let you know. <laughs> yeah, hey, man, we're going to have to this. shut it down. We're, we're shutting it down. Uh, but, on, on, you know, in this market, the two, the biggest reach, it's Facebook and Instagram by far. Not twi Twitter is not even close. Uh, it's facebook.com slash James Spann. It's one with a blue check. There's a lot of fake Span accounts, but it's the one with a blue check. Uh, Twitter is just Span. Instagram is Span WX. Somebody's got my name over there. Uh, in fact, TikTok, it's Span WX too. But anyway, yeah, just, and again, I, 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 one more thing, and I do have to go, Matt, but I, I appreciate everybody that sends me pictures. Everybody. It's my window to the world. Uh, because of these long hours, I just can't get out and see things. And so it's amazing how people are willing to do that. And, and I'm honored. So thanks to everybody that follows me and sends photographs and video. And I'm very thankful. And thank, thanks to you for letting me on the show. Sorry I talked so much. No, you're good. I, I, I had to go because I got to go to that school in Wadawi to get some of that meatloaf now. 